Welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast. This is a lost episode of the Ricky Long Podcast. So you'll remember back in February, I did 32 episodes in 32 days, all about instructor stories. This episode should have been part of that, but it got lost on my hard drive, in my clouds, in the vast array of space memory and cloud memory. Um, and anyway, long story short, it is now the, what date is it? It is the 29th of March. We are two weeks, well, one week into a hard lockdown, probably two weeks into restricted movements in general. So we've all been doing random things around the house, haven't we? You know, we've been cleaning, we've been cleaning out wardrobes. I even wash my car, which I never do. Um, and one of the things I started to do was sort through the hard drive and the cloud system, um, you know, across me Apple Clouds. And I found this podcast, which Bronte and I thought we had actually lost. Um, so it's an hour and 20 minutes. It went missing. I found it again. So you're going to hear us talk about dates, etc. in the start of the podcast. I uh, It is in my notes that this was first saved on the 4th of March, which makes me think it was recorded towards the end of February. Anyway, I'm rambling loads. Enjoy the lost episode of the Ricky Long Podcast. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, the special 32 episodes coming between me and other group fitness professionals spread throughout the UK, Europe and the world. Had so, so much fun delivering these because I truly believe that every group fitness instructor, every group fitness professional has a journey and business that is unique to them but there are so many people that can be inspired and follow in their footsteps you know I love the quote walk you can walk the same path just walk it in your own shoes and throughout this series I hope that it it certainly brings value to you but maybe there's someone someone in your life that you can share these episodes with share the the thoughts and theories that we chat about and maybe be that bridge for someone to start something or maybe you've been a bridge for someone in the past and you can relate to stuff. Uh, But listen, just before we go into these episodes, just want to quickly let you know about other ways just to make sure I you and I are connected in the best possible way. So I do two things which you can get involved with. I do the Ricky Long daily emails. So if you like these podcasts, you can also wake up to some texts from me every single morning. I will send you an email at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Literally, that content can range massively. It can be fitness content, mindset content, business content. It can actually just be what I ate for dinner the day before. (laughs) Um, so you can find the link for the Ricky Long daily emails in the show notes. Secondly, you also find the link for our open Facebook group, which is called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. So Lindsay and I run a Facebook group where we just invite anyone and everyone who 
the vested interest is you're just interested in being in a really really positive facebook group environment where you can either learn some stuff or just escape and just chat and connect with people uh, so we have daily posts in there daily tasks and it's it is that just connect with other people so it's called procrastinating with ricky and lindsay you'll find that on facebook group you'll find that facebook group in the show notes and like i said it's completely open to anyone and everyone lastly we have uh, podcast sponsors which i need to let you know about we have jump 4.2 which is my coaching program specifically designed for fit group fitness enthusiasts so if you do group fitness classes if you take part in group fitness classes if you're an instructor group fitness classes this program is designed with you and minds what we look to do is connect the mindset between your training and nutrition and work towards the goals that we will set out on a one-to-one basis and then you can join in the group process so we have our own online learning and educational platform that will take you through the 12 weeks we have our facebook group which is where people will hang out our private jump 4.2 facebook group where there are over 200 people who have already gone through this and now work to help and support each other and just for these podcasts of 32 and 32 there is a discount code attached that will give you a 100 point discount from the advertised price so on the link that will take you straight to that discount if it doesn't the discount code is podcast discount all capital all one word that's podcast discount all capital all one word Uh, so you can check that out and there's obviously information for you to read on the show notes and then our biggest sponsor is podium for sport podium for sport are one of northern ireland's top sports retailers uh they operate right in the center of belfast and they specialize in sports equipment sports products sports clothing for schools commercial gyms and home gym fit outs you can check out their website www.podiumforsport.com you can see them on all the social media platforms podium for sport pretty much just one word and they will pop up they have a massive massive influence and platform on their twitter and their facebook please do check them out and i have a special relationship with putting for sport because they're also sponsoring me on my expedition and my iron man this may 2020 in lanzarote so they're helping me out with a lot of kits a lot of equipment and a lot of support so a personal thank you from me to podium for sports and lastly just before i pass you on to the episode it would mean a lot to me and the podcast guests when you listen to this any feedback you have it means so much Um, we love it when you screenshot things and put it on social media especially instagram stories because what that does it helps spread the message even more so if there's something that you like and you can share it with another person it really is the whole point of why i started doing podcasts in the first place but it's really really why i wanted to do these this special 32 and 32 because if you're going to listen to this instructor myself as a group fitness professional and what we're chatting about if it resonates with you it is going to resonate with somebody else who's perhaps in the same position as you so we really really do appreciate it when you like share comment feedback whatever it is means an awful lot that is me done with the introduction. We can now dive in to the great content. Hope you enjoy. 
the Ricky Long Podcast, 32 in 32. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Welcoming on to the podcast is Bronte Norman Terrell. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I am very good. Yeah. Very good. We are both giggling like little girls for everybody listening because <laughs> we have just been discussing me attempting to say Bronte's name, which uh, we won't go into. We won't do that live. <laughs> I'll just embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brenda, you're obviously on, and people will already know your group fitness instructor. You're on this series. Um, I will just say this I'm reasonably certain at the time of recording. You are the first trainer, Les Mills UK trainer I've had on the this series. I've had other Les Mills UK trainers on the podcast in general. Um, yeah. So I think what would be really, really good for people to hear is just a little bit of what it's like to not just become an instructor and how that looks, but to become a trainer. Yeah. Because you've come on quite recently, like within the last two years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This time last year, I was prepping to do my first two tracks with hazel actually awesome so that's it's awesome. literally a, a year ago that i went yeah a year excellent. since my first quarterly workshops excellent well p- pause that thought we'll come to that um before we do that just tell the listeners a little bit about you a little bit about your fitness business and all the other stuff that kind of makes you you <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> you can do a good Northern Ireland accent. I remember this. I'm going to really struggle not to. I'll try. <laughs> um, so I um I actually trained uh 2010 um to be an actor. So I went to drama school in London, one of the London drama schools, for and did my three year degree um in acting. Um which was amazing any actor any performer will tell you anyone considering going in that profession will tell you how unsteady unstable the the industry is which i always knew would be the case but upon graduating in 2013 um yeah hits you like a ton of bricks when you've been go 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 to no work um so i i started uh going to indoor cycling classes mm-hmm which I absolutely fell in love with. That was in about 2010. Mm-hmm. And the more that I kind of attended, the more I thought, actually, do you know what? I think I would like to do this. Uh, so for me, I kind of made inquirements at the gym that I had been going to, you to become an instructor. So they advised me to go and do my level two ETM. Um, once I got that to come back, that they would put me on their cover books. I'd cover classes, and if my feedback was good, if a position, a class become available, then they'd consider taking me on. So that's exactly what I did. So 2013, I did my ETM, my exercise to music, and I spent the first few years teaching just doing freestyle, um, indoor cycling stuff, your legs, buns, and tums stuff, all over body workout, that kind of thing. Um, and I kind of ended up stumbling into body pump. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend that taught it and for years kept saying, oh, come and pump when you're spare, come and pump. And I thought, wait, I didn't really weight train beforehand. I don't really know if that's me. I love, love, love my music and I love indoor cycling. And that was absolutely my whole high passion as to why I wanted to, why I wanted to teach. So I thought, oh, I don't really know if I can stand still 
in a spot for long enough to get through a class for an hour. Um, and I did it. And honestly, the first pump class I went to, I said, I'm never, ever going back to body pump ever again. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I was knackered, dead to the world, knackered. Um, but I don't know. There's this, there was something about the formula in terms of this track works this, this track works this, this track works this. Knowing that you're getting results, this feeling that kind of was created amongst different people from different walks of life, different ages, but we're all doing the same thing on this bar. And mm -hmm. actually it works. Um, and so it was kind of a no brainer. I was an instructor myself already at that time. And I thought, sod it, I'm going to go and do body pump. Yeah. So when was this? What year? So I did my body pump IMT. Gosh, I think it was about 2016, 2015. Okay, so it was about two years then, in. Yeah. yeah, so quite recent. Yeah, about 2015, 2016, I did pump. Um, I did that with Jordan. Um, and it's definitely, you come away with that weekend. And I think, be it that you're teaching freestyle, you're teaching Les Mills, what happens there after doing your initial training is totally what you make of it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, pumped absolutely fell in love with it decided to then go on to do grit uh, there was a gym locally to me that were kind of built on grit um did a grit class and was absolutely hooked um a particular center near me said we're bringing in grit if you've got that qualification you can absolutely have classes and you know how it is as an instructor you have to wait really for somebody to leave a gym in order to get a permanent class or unless classes are being put on a timetable which is quite a rarity um so went on to do go and do grit was luckily enough that this gym were putting grit brand new on the timetable uh so i mopped up some grit classes and then oh no before grit actually i did cx works right. um same deal a particular center were bringing cx works into the gym um i wanted more classes had a look at cx and thought yeah love this class want to do that mm -hmm. so they are my three uh les mill program grit pump and cx works as well as doing a bit of freestyle stuff still what freestyle stuff still do you do freestyle stuff still the indoor cycling you can try not to say spinning do you notice <laughs> yeah it's, it's become such a thing in the industry because even this time last year everyone yeah teach spin classes now everyone's kind of oh, can't say spin the spinning police will come at us <laughs> spin class it's been a spin class for years i know do you know <laughs> i saw someone post the other day something about this but you don't dyson the stairs you vacuum the stairs you don't vacuum you hoover oh you're so right you're it's so no right. different is yeah. it how many people say i'm just going to vacuum my stairs no we say i'm going to hoover the stairs yeah actually you're not hoovering you're vacuuming but this term that was a brand wasn't it wow i've never thought it's about no, it like that yeah yeah so it's no different i think uh -huh. we should be able to stay spinning yeah <laughs> yeah well, I'm, I'm probably never going to stop <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, all over body workouts, legs, bums and tums and spinning, spinning. I love it. Yeah. So do you, do you teach full time? I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how many classes so is that? I teach 19 mm -hmm. classes a week. And, um, if my body and my 
my voice loud. Um, so I still do act. Um, so for me, fitness is great in that if an acting job comes up, I can get my classes covered. I can go away and act for a couple of weeks, a week, mm -hmm. a day, and then come back to it. So yeah. that's a real positive in that I can slot my teaching in and around acting still. They go, they, they work, they complement each other really, really nicely. I think a lot of people listening to this and including myself will be fascinated by your acting because it's just the world that w there's so many like thoughts about, you know, that it's all Hollywood uh, because that, that's what people think when you are, oh, you're an actor, you're an actress. You, yeah. It's all red carpets and fame. Um, so when you say you're, when you get acting jobs, what acting jobs do you look for? You know, how, what does that look like for you in terms of your working life? Uh, so for me, so I uh, have an agent, mm -hmm. so um, I'm fortunate enough to be represented by, 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 um, by a great agent. Um, and when the work comes in, the work comes into my agent. Mm -hmm. So there may be um, someone that's making a film or a show and they will say, we are looking for this type of person. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets sent out to everybody. And my agent's job is to kind of look, okay, yeah, I've got a client that fits that description. Can you please see her? Um, Just so you know, in my head, I yeah. am picturing Estelle from Friends, Joey's agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm picturing. <laughs> no, no agents are like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are 100% out there. They exist. They yeah they exist <laughs> but no luckily enough my agent bex is is um she's not like herself <laughs> she's a really nice northern lady mm. and when, <laughs> when you say they're looking for a certain type of actor actress um what, what do you mean by that is that skills is that looks is that hyped because um it often comes in on skill so i'll often yeah. get a breakdown that will say looking for mixed race five foot sometimes it doesn't say high but it might be a mixed race londoner 28 to 38 okay. literally is that looking to be x y and z in such and such film these are the details below these when we're filming this is what the pay is expected to be do you want to accept yes or no yeah and um, what are what are some of the rules that you've had um, so I, I recently was in a program, a daytime show called Father Brown, okay. which, um, that was on at the start of January, actually. Is and that, that was set in a, that's nothing to do with Father Ted? No, I got confused. Uh, there's Father Ted and then there's Mrs. Brown's boys. It's uh -huh. neither of them. All right. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not a hybrid. <laughs> no, it's not a hybrid. It's not a hybrid. It's a bit like, like a Grandchester Midsummer Murders, whereby uh -huh. it's set in a village. Um, somewhere in the Cotswolds and there's a murder or something that happens each week and Father Brown is sent to investigate. So you've got your handful of main characters that are always in there. And then each week there's a new murder in there. So, so my dad gets accused of murdering somebody and I and my partner go to Mr. Brown to help prove his innocence. Awesome. And the coolest thing about that is that I've got to learn how to drive a narrow boat, which is wicked. You should check it out. I, I've got it on my other screen here. I'm looking at, looking at Father Brown, 2013 TV series. Uh, I'm trying to find your name. I know her. 
So the one that I was in, it was called, was it Mystic River? Mystic River. <laughs> Mystic. I'll send it to you. Mystic River. River. It was on on the 14th of January. Oh, yes, I've, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it is on there. The... Is there a picture of me with a headscarf on? <laughs> it's, it's on a, a boat? A red headscarf? Yes. Red with penguins? Yes, I've got you. Red with penguins? <laughs> <laughs> I know her. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, so I'm assuming just from what you've said, acting work is very kind of seasonal, contractual based. Yeah, it's up and down. Um, I mean, I left drama school and I went straight into um, an American film, which was amazing. The pay was brilliant um, and that set me up for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You then will go to having a year of not a single acting job yeah. versus you might have um, the year gone has been quite a good year. I've done some voiceover work. I've done some stuff for Channel 4, um, a new comedy that come out for Dave, um, for BBC One, I've done a few things. So, you know, and that might be two weeks at a time filming, two weeks at a time filming. But it's never, I think, unless you get a great big massive bang, acting alone isn't, isn't necessarily enough to kind of keep you afloat. And you think, well, how long do I do that for? Mm. Two years, five years? 10 years, 20 years, can you still survive on just doing a couple of weeks filming here or there? Um, but it's a toughie because I think one of my beliefs is I truly, truly believe that there is more to life than just doing a nine to five job that you don't necessarily love just to pay the bills because that's what society says that we should do. We yep. should just conform to this. And for some people, yes, that works. And Traveling into the city in a suit every day, that's great for them. And it's just not for everybody. I right. really, truly believe that there's more to life than just working solely to pay the bills. That's it. You're, listen, you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, we're pre-programmed to go to school, go to university, get a, yep. not, not just get a job, get like a career for life. Do that for 30, 40 years. By the way, yeah. if you like that, it's irrelevant. And while you're going to do that, you're going to get a mortgage. You're going yep. to pay for a house you don't ever spend any time in. Then you're going to have kids. Um, and then by the time you're 60 or 65, or probably by the time we get there, it's going to be 70 or 75. Um, and then then you'll retire. And then you'll be a, then you can live, which is code for wait to die. That's like, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're living now. We're, we'll live now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I got to live for the now. Do what sets your soul on fire. Yeah. So if, because uh, I, I have heard a rumor, don't know this as factual, that there are a lot of like high movie stars, actors, agents, and directors that listen to the Ricky Long podcast. So if any of them, you know, happen to hear this, what what is the role? What is your ideal role? Do you know? So if there are no no, if there are no limits, I would love to either be in a James Bond uh -huh. or an X-Men. I'm such a tomboy at heart. So How cool would that be? If you're an X-Men, like, what would you yeah. be? Would you be one of the mutants? Yeah. Well, and, like, what, what, what would your mutant superpower be? I don't... I, I, I'm open to suggestions. I'd like to fly. I think that's everyone's answer. 
So it's fly it's or flying. fly, it's be invisible, or be able to, to stop time. Yeah, that's watch. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. If anyone's listening and you want a flying, um, invisible, time stopping mutant (laughs) 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 from London, (laughs) age between 28 and 32, quite short, mixed race, we've got one for you right here. Uh, right, so so back on back on track, Ricky. Back on back track. Back on track. So obviously, your group fitness land um, serves a purpose for you as as a full time living. You're saying you're doing 19, 19 classes a week. Nineteen classes a week, yeah. Yeah, um, and then just as was said at the start of the podcast, you've obviously become uh, a trainer for Les Mills in the last year. So, how how did that happen from? you know, the, the day and hour you were a qualified instructor to, you know, where you are now. I know it's like four years. You've got, you know, a couple of minutes to fill in those blanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, for me, um, it's something that I'd kind of thought of in the back of my mind. I'd quite like to do that, but didn't, wasn't, it wasn't ever something that I set as a goal. Mm-hmm. Wasn't something that I necessarily even thought that I was ready for yet. In my head, I kind of looked at some of the trainers and presenters in the past, going back to watching on DVD and thinking, God, they've been on the team for years and it would have taken years to get there. So I guess for me, my kind of schema, my idea of that person um, has been on the team and doing this for, for years and years and years. So it wasn't something that I thought that, that that's not for you yet. Um, so I had made a few inquiries for me. I've done my, my aims and then we changed to advanced training, mm-hmm. um, and body pump kind of being my first program. Um, I can remember asking Jordan actually, um, about the shift. Was it necessary to, for me to go on and do advanced training after having done the aims, etc.? Um, and him explaining that it's, it's, it's totally different. Yes. There are some elements that mm-hmm. we take from from the aims but actually it's completely different so um i got booked onto the the course that initially denise and jordan were doing the first ever advanced training in this country back in january not last year the the year the year prior yeah 2018 and the two of the tw- yeah the two of them were doing it together jordan said i was a tribal gathering uh in london oh god we were over in elephant and castle that year mm-hmm. And Jordan had said then, yeah, try and book on, me and Denise are doing it, it's going to be really good, da 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 So I thought, yeah, cool, I'll get booked on. Um, call up to get booked on, there are no spaces. So I'm like, oh, damn. So they say there, there is another one in a few months' time, just with Jordan, it's in Egham, I think it was, which was quite a way away. Um, and there was a bit of a reason why I didn't get booked on. And anyway, I said, can you please put me on the waiting list for this one in January? I really want to get it done sooner than later. Yes. So I'm kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it's like three days before the advanced training module. And I'm thinking, I still haven't received my track allocations. So I ring the office and say, hey, um, I'm still waiting to see if somebody drops out. I'm familiar with the release. I honestly don't mind if someone even drops out the morning of advanced training. I don't care what track you chuck at me. I know the release. Um, I just really want to know, is there space? What's the deal? Oh, hi, Bronte. <laughs> um, 
basically that I wasn't booked onto any modules at all. Denise was really, really lovely. The, the one in Egham had been cancelled. I hadn't been notified. My email address had, uh, was .com, not co.uk. So I'm completely flapping. <laughs> I'm so desperate. I just want to upscale and I just want to learn and I just want all the knowledge. Um, so they said, look, we'll drop a message to, to the trainers and if they don't mind squeezing you on, um, We'll, we'll do that for you. Luckily enough, someone dropped out last minute and Denise and Jordan were, were really nice about me squeezing up. Mm -hmm. I'm going around the houses here. Um, it's your podcast. I my, it's your time. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do my advanced training and then in the week, I get an email from Marcus to say, hey, Bronte, um, we would like to invite you to boot camp at the end of the month. I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you have to audition for boot camp. Um, and I kind of dug and dug and dug a bit and thought it's got to be, it can't be a coincidence that I've done my advanced training and then two days later I've received this email going straight to boot camp. So Ricky, I obviously, I didn't do the, the whole of the other process. You might be able to fill in the, the gaps a bit, but I didn't quite realize until I was actually at boot camp and everyone knows each other and everyone's talking about the WhatsApp group. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell have I missed here? <laughs> Why is everybody friends? And I am not. <laughs> Um, so the other guys have been through auditioning in September time, or mm -hmm. beginning, starting in September, which kind of led up to this moment. So you know when they talk about being in the right place at the right time, if I'd have done the Egham course, if that wasn't cancelled, which was several months later, I probably wouldn't have been seen by the right person that could have said, listen, I know this girl's not gone um, through the audition stages, but... I think you should consider her for boot camp. I think that was Denise. So I totally, totally got her to to thank for that. Not Jordan. Yeah, we'll give it all to Denise. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, that. I, I did reach out to Jordan <laughs> and I said, if this week, if, if the email I've got has got something to do with you, then thank you. And he was like, what email? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's hung himself there, hasn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you, um, just you said about filling in the blanks. So, we, I've had. I think it was Natalie Locke when she came on the podcast. She explained her instructor journey. I, sorry, her trainer journey. I've explained mine from time to time, and it it's so true. And it, it might sound unfair to people listening to this, but I'll lead with this. It's just like any other job in terms of, yes, there is a process, but how people go through that process and at the rate they go through it can be different. And you can be, mm -hmm. you can be like, uh, the, the actual process, if, you know, black and white is, you do your initial training, you do advanced training, um, there'll be an audition process, which is basically like the, the CV process and another job where you're handing in your CV. So you're invited to do auditions, and then from the auditions, a shortlist is created, and that's what we call boot camp. That can be program specific. So the UK team could be looking for 30 pumpers and one RPMer. So if you do attack, you won't get the boot camp. Um, and then from the boot camp, which is where we're going to go to next on this, I'm sure, um, that's when a selection of, and to be honest, I don't really love this term, 
um, rookies, as it's called, are brought onto the onto the team. On hello, where's, where's Murphy? Uh, are brought onto the team, um, which is where you're going to go next. Um, and like I said, you you skipped, so to speak, the audition process. But that's because you were essentially. If this was another industry, if this wasn't the fitness industry, that would be called being headhunted. But yeah, because this is where we are. And then I'll just use myself as an example. I skipped boot camp. I skipped auditions. I skipped. Oh my gosh! I skipped the rookie process. We were basically we did that all unofficially before it was a thing. And we when I say there was only two of us. We're uh, we're both still on the team now. Like we literally did. We did boot camp in Dave Kyle's house in Dublin and <laughs> driving to Dublin on a weekly basis. Um, so there's different processes for different people. Um, so yeah, just I always like to make that clear because people, people do want to know and people do get passionate about it and people do get, there is a certain want there as everyone's to have that right. But it's just the understand that, that that's what the official process is. At some point, you might spend longer at some point or you might skip a point. But I think, I think I've just, you can correct me if I'm wrong, has the terminology changed a little bit now? Is it, I'd said rookie there, I believe. No, I was, a, I was a rookie okay. for six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, because yeah. the WhatsApp group was Les Mills Rookie <laughs> Presenters. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't love that term, um, but it, it is a term they use. And um, So once, once you went through boot camp, what what happened after that? Um, so you you've got two boot camp consists of, of two days, and mm -hmm. you deliver several presentations throughout that day uh, in front of each other. You've obviously got um, several members of of the training presenter team already. Um, you find out on the last day of the two whether or not you're invited onto the team as a rookie, mm -hmm. or whether or not this year for whatever particular reason just isn't the year just yet for you just now yeah um and if you are invited on then you come onto the team as a rookie presenter um so i spent uh, six months as a rookie uh within that time the first like, quarterly workshops which were this time last year um i team taught with hazel and i also team taught with nick i only had to deliver i think is it 25 percent then again, the following three months, I talked with Claire um, and the first part of that, we did half and half of the master. So she did 50% of the masterclass. I did 50% of the masterclass and then the whole of the education, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, as, an in as instructors, we are used to teaching on a daily basis. That's our job. That's what we do. That's what we know. But to transition then into the space of delivering education and delivering education to a group of instructors. Um, yeah, it's totally, totally out of your comfort zone. And that, um, that was nuts, but equally enjoyable. Um, and then all of Elaine also was part of that process. And then you have to wait. I think that they conjure up all the feedback that the presenters that you've team talked with over the six months, um, that they conjure all of that up together, how you have developed, how you've taken on your feedback, if you've been able to implement that. So it's not necessarily, I guess, absolute final polished product, because I guess, well, what, what is that? What does that look like? You're always gonna grow. 
Um, and so, yeah, then, then you're told either, yes, you're on the team or you need a little bit more time. That's at the end of that six months she just said, yeah. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's, again, for people listening to the whole process that um, Bronte and I have just described, that changes and evolves. So, you know, you could be listening to this in 2020. So that was the 2018 process. Yeah. I, have, I have a feeling there was something different than the 29 process just from listening to you there. And I don't know if there's a 2020 process. Don't know yes, don't know no. But you could well find what we've just said is completely invalid by the time <laughs> there's a 2020 process. Yeah, so I asked this to another trainer who will remain nameless. Um, and I'm just going to put you on the spot. Yeah. See when you first went to boot camp. So yeah. when you were asked to go to boot camp, see had you realized there was that much work involved to then get on to the team? What would your thoughts have been? So in the terms of the rookie stages or yeah. that initial the actual weekend? Yeah, because I think I, I thought this. I thought it was I'm an instructor. Boom, now I'm a trainer, I'm on stage, I'm doing quarterly workshops and giving some education. Um, I thought that was it. I didn't realise it was this big journey. I don't know. I think I hadn't necessarily thought that far ahead. Mm, and I didn't necessarily think that I was there yet. However, I definitely know that what hit me, I was absolutely not quite prepared for. Um, the first day of boot camp, I come home and absolutely sobbed and said, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Standard. I Standard. I don't think I can go back again tomorrow. <laughs> Um, and you know, everything that we do on advanced training about your limiting beliefs, they all absolutely creep in, um, mm -hmm. and hit you like a ton of bricks, especially in terms of being in the, the rookie stages. And even when you're accepted, you get this real, a lot of us spoke about this real imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Am I good enough to be here? Yeah. And then you remind yourself, this hasn't just happened overnight. And especially for me, I kind of, I really beat myself up for a long time because I'd not. I, I almost felt like I cheated in that I, I hadn't gone through auditions and okay. I thought, God, what are the other instructors going to think of that? What are the other, however, I definitely think then actually getting onto the team, you, you can, yeah, you put through your paces and I think that things would have ne probably been flagged up then. Actually, no, you're not cut out for it yet. You, you're not enough yet. You're not right yet. Yeah. Um, and it is hard work, you know, learning choreography in advance of the choreography you're currently teaching in class. That's tough, mm -hmm. um, especially for something like pump, 55 minutes of pump, the education that you're delivering. Um, for me, um, for years, I've said I must do my level three PT. I don't think I feel I can do this role justice unless I have more knowledge. And there, there are times when I've spent hours and hours, we get this briefing. And I think, actually, I can't talk about that inside and out and back to front. And if somebody is at my quarterly workshop that wants to talk about that inside and out and back to front, I feel like it is my duty. We're saying that we're, we're the best. It's my mm -hmm. duty to be the best. Yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 um, it's not easy. The rewards are amazing. So it's definitely, definitely worth it. But it's not for anyone that's possibly thinking you kind of, you just stand on a stage and there are lights and you move. Mm. There is a lot, lot more that goes on behind closed doors. That, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's the belief. For, for a lot of people that, 
yeah. military trainer. It's lights, it's cameras, it's a red carpet. You're standing there <laughs> on the stage, deadlift two two. Um, like that happens for that. Sorry, that happens for a small percent of trainer presenters, but it's also only a small percent of what the role is. Um, I've spoken about this yeah. in the podcast before. Is what we've spent the last two weeks doing. Um, is we, we call them the quarterly workshop calls where we all yeah. get on the calls and we talk about the release to, in my opinion, excruciating detail. Um, <laughs> but it is necessary, some would argue, um, go through the education brief to make sure everybody, yes, is, is fully understandable and it's going to be delivered in the right way. I mean, I, mo- most people don't even know that happens. That doesn't appear on social media. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the end of module yeah. picture yeah, appears, yeah. but yeah. you know, that, that quarterly workshop call of us all sitting in our houses <laughs> three, three o'clock in the day. Drive in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've actually, I missed, I missed the pump in the CX one. Um, so I have to watch them back. So you don't even, you don't even get the ask questions. So I'm like, oh shit, I need to ask a question, but it's not live. So I can't, <laughs> I'm going to have to message someone. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, oh, shit. we're not recording. <laughs> it's not live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, right, so to kind of bring us back on on track, I always, always just ask people about this. You've already touched on it, is what is it about teaching classes that you love? Because you could, in theory, be between acting jobs and instead of working 19 hours a week teaching classes, you could go and do a job that doesn't require the physical exertion. You know, you could, you could go and work in a shop, you could work in retail. So what is it that makes you do group exercise? What is it you love? Do you love um, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we question when the body's knackered, the voice is knackered, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, yeah, I've already, I've already touched on it. For me, I totally believe in doing what makes you happy. Um, And I think that there's something, I think as a society, we can potentially be, especially with the rise of social media, a bit disconnected and different people from different pockets of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I think is really, really amazing about Group X is that in one class, any one class in any one given time, You'll have people from different walks of life, different ages, different backgrounds, different things going on that you know nothing about. And there's this one thing that brings them all together. Doesn't matter where you come from, what's going on. We're all for that one hour are are brought together. And it's not often that you get situations like that where that many different people get to come together in, in society these days. So I think that that's, that's really, really special. Um, for me, um, I definitely think that when the music comes together and the movement, it's just a bit of medicine. Um, certainly for my mental health, I couldn't be just restricted and I've done it. I had many an office job. Um, and I can't, I can't sit still long enough to be Mm. in it, be in an office anyway. Um, but for my mental health, even if not for the physical benefits, teaching absolutely keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing which never, ever fails to grab me um, is you'll have people that might come up to you from word go doing a class or someone that's been doing class 
for a long period of time, but at some point come up to you and say, I've got this condition or I've got this mm. going on in my life or this has been happening. Thank you for that hour that we have in class because for that hour, that half an hour, I forget. I forget yeah. what it is, what's going on there. And this is what keeps me sane. Mm. Um, and that even on the days where you think, God, my body's knackered vocally, I'm exhausted. You think, yeah, that is absolutely why I do my job. And if I can provide an experience for somebody, even if it's just one person that's landed, that's made them shift, then I think, yeah, my job's done. Mm, I like that. I like that. I've, uh, I've, I've written down in front of me an, another thing to ask you, just because it came up at the start. You, you almost mentioned it again there um, about voice and the importance of the instructor voice. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm aware, I don't know in detail, you've had vocal issues, if we can use that phrase. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what's, what's been going on with that, just to, to give people an idea? Um, so this is one that, um, so obviously going to acting school, I mm -hmm. trained in voice for three years. So it's something that I know a lot about. Okay. Um, how to warm up properly, how to cool down properly, how to la, engage. La, 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 la. <laughs> just like that <laughs> <laughs> um so i learned at the start of the year that i have got nodules on my vocal folds mm -hmm. so i've talked for six and a half years well i'll pause you there what are nodules yep. for those that don't understand the nodules if you they're like little growth so if you think of like the calluses on the back of your hands for anyone that does weight lifting training body mm. pump it's like a little hard bit of growth like that your, two, your vocal folds are like two elastic bands, if you like, and they vibrate and they hit together. And when they hit together is when the sound comes out. Mm -hmm. And because you've got a, a growth in the way, they can't lay flat side by side. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come out properly. So you get this husky sound, which, um, you know, I've had a lot of jokes about <laughs> changing careers and the, the huskiness will come in benefit. Uh, in some careers, but honestly, oh really? Oh really? Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's for another podcast, another time. Another time. <laughs> um, Tuesday, I had to pick on purpose because I know that if uh, to have a chat with you, Ricky, because I know that if this was Thursday, I wouldn't have been able to have a conversation with you like I am today because my voice is so almost non-existent. Whoa. Um, yeah it's it's bad and it's got progressively worse um i will have to have an operation to get them lasered off which for me i will be out um i know that natalie's had this process done natalie lock um i think it's about six weeks that i'll be out and obviously being a self-employed instructor that's rubbish <laughs> so i've just been putting it off putting it off i have been going to speech therapy um it's not anything that i don't already know um I've taught for six and a half years. I've only developed nodules in the past year. I've always taught about the same amount of classes. The only thing that has changed is that I've changed what centers I teach at. And there is a center that I'm teaching at a lot more now than previous years where the microphone constantly mm. broke, broke, broke 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 um so for anyone listening um there's a lot of people that will say well can you not just shout over the music 
would you really need a microphone? I don't use a microphone. Why does that bother you? And, and you know, there are some instructors that, that choose not to, to use a microphone, and, you know, each to their own. But I cannot stress enough the importance of a microphone and, yeah. and looking after your voice. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. You know, you've said a few things there that have kind of taken my, my breath away. You know, obviously, you couldn't. You need to rest your voice on a Thursday because you're so fatigued. Um, you're obviously going to need an, an operation on it. Uh, yeah. For anyone listening, we've name dropped Natalie a couple of times. So Natalie Locke is uh, another trainer for Les Mills UK. And she uh, she posts a lot on social media. She has a page called Voice Matters um, where she's documented her journey with her voice and you know her operations procedures. Um, I don't know how well you'll know Kirsty from Belfast. No, Kirsty. So she she's a, a trainer for RPM. So anyone listen to this, if you're a Les Mills trainer and you're in the body pump team, and there's an RPM trainer, you might never actually spend a lot of time with them, other than <laughs> randomly seeing them at a quarterly workshop. Um, but yeah, Kirsty's been through it. Um, like it's certainly it's certainly not unique to any one person. This, but for yeah. we're so we're so prone to it. And we're so, we're so exposed and I was waiting for you to say it there. I knew it was coming because I've seen you post it on social before and I was dreading it and I was waiting for it and you said it was from teaching without a mic. And like I, I did a module training this weekend and I had four or five instructors who were brand new to Les Bills, but they did teach group exercise and they said they, they don't use a mic because like they're self-conscious and I'm like, that's okay. I get that you feel like that. But how would you feel in five years' time if you had no voice? Yeah. I said, oh, and they were basically saying they didn't know how to put a microphone on. So I said, right, you know your presentations? I'm going to show you how to put a microphone on. Nice. And you can teach with that microphone. Because actually no one does show you that, do do they? No. I can remember doing my ETM and when I first started teaching, thinking I have no idea how to touch or work that thing. I'm not touching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's such an important... I'm not even going to call it a tool. It's it's a necessity. We must have it. And yeah. It also it also makes your teaching experience better for the participants because they can actually hear you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can coach you, rather than just shout. <laughs> just shout. Yeah, and trying to communicate that as well. Um, especially if you're trying to communicate that to someone that doesn't teach and talking to them about different vocal tones. You know, all I can do without a mic is just scream and shout. When I'm delivering layer ones, I'm not should be like, brace that. <laughs> Careful, rest your voice. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah. To, to follow on, don't say anything you don't want to say here. If yep. say we're coming into quarterly workshop season, as I call it. So imagine you were doing quarterly workshops this Saturday and this Sunday. How would yep. that affect your 19 classes per week? Would you have to make any adjustments? I lost you for a sec, Rick. Say that again. Sorry. So if you're doing quarterly workshops, say Saturday, Sunday, and you're doing yeah. your 19 classes per week, how does yeah. that affect you? Do you need to make any adjustments? So I have got my own classes covered on Friday. I'm doing a quarterly, mm -hmm. two quarterly workshops on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So to know that my voice will be okay, I've had to get my classes on Friday covered. Okay. Um, considered getting Thursday nights covered as well as... Um, I've to call the centres today actually just to check that their mics are, are in order. I mean, it's absolute fear 
turning up somewhere. I used to be able to do it and I, I would have shout before, whereas my voice physically would not hold shouting my way through yeah. to, to body pump classes. It just wouldn't, which is gutting. Um, you know, it totally takes away the experience for, for, the, for the guys coming as well, as we've touched on. All you can ever do is shout. Mm-hmm. Um, the different personality types in the room, you can't connect to everybody if all you're doing is shouting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's got, and I feel like because I've trained in voice, because I know how to use it correctly and, yeah, using a warming up voice to, to be on stage in front of thousands without a microphone, mm-hmm. um, I thought I would be one of the people that, nah, I know how to look after my voice. I won't get no jewels. So, yeah, to hear having the camera put up your nose and down your throat and to be told you've got what we call vocal nodules. <laughs> Though I know it, yeah, it, it's gutting. It really is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you've said there about warming up your voice before you, yep. you teach. Is there anything yep. you do? Is there anything you would, you, you could share and recommend for people to do? <laughs> Um, so firstly, uh, engaging your diaphragm. So things like shushing, I drive pretending I've got candles on a birthday cake and blow out five candles, 10 candles, 15, 20, so mm-hmm. short, sharp shushes. <laughs> yes. To punctuate your diaphragm to get that going. Yeah, I got it. I'm jumping at the same time. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we start to lengthen that shushing. And then we take it with some voice, with some zzzzing, mm-hmm. and then some verring and some ming before we then start siren him on an NG sound, which I'm not going to do for you, Ricky. Uh, oh, I'm going to ask you to do it because I, I can't even say sarony properly. Sirening. Sirening. So make Sa- an Sirening. 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 I don't know how you'd say it. Sirening. <laughs> on an ng so you i can't do it because my voice is battered but you try and siren up siren down this right here if you pinch down your jaw uh-huh. there's two muscles that pop out uh-huh. your knuckles uh-huh. put them in there then let go that's called your masseter muscle uh-huh. and give that a nice massage in there oh. and that'll help to relax your jaw can you feel that? Can you do it again? Let me see. Let me see. So clench down mm-hmm. and the bit that pops out, get your knuckles in there, push. Now let go of the clench. Mm. Let go, keep your knuckles there and then massage into that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> By the way, we both look so hot right now. <laughs> so, good. so that's called your masseter muscle. Uh. <laughs> can you feel that? <laughs> Uh, that's the tension that we create from teaching mm. talking and you know what it so makes all, it worth when the when the microphone's here worth. and you're like that you're trying to talk okay. like that yeah. yeah yeah and then you can walk into your club and the microphone's on the other side and you're still talking like that <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> uh, so yeah lots of um jaw relief stuff to just to relax everything there which may pull on yeah there's loads of stuff i can send you some stuff over yeah, do. I'll cut and put it in the description for people um, listening to the episode. You you can see that down down below. Um, so yeah, the fitness industry in general. Um, what types of frustrations 
do you see, observe, have, and if you were Queen Bronte of the fitness industry, what would you do to fix it? Um, I, one of the, this isn't in all gyms, but in some cases, um, I don't know if you've had this, there are some gyms where we're managed by people that teach, and that's brilliant. This is going on, and you say, yeah, I teach. Mm -hmm. I get it. We'll get that sorted. Um, where it blows my mind a little bit. Um, there are some places, I guess, where you get people managing or studio coordinating that have never taught class before in their life. Mm -hmm. um, and whilst they've got some amazing skills at, at, at other areas, not, not to knock that, um, Kylie Gates put up a quote the other day which said, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I am not interested in your feedback. Yep. And this totally resonated because I think that we've got people doing jobs where there are issues that may arise and they just can't relate to because they're not in the arena doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of, you know, your instructor value and, and not feeling valued and, I think that we may potentially eradicate that a little bit if we've got people doing jobs that, that can relate to, to what we are doing. Um, on the contrary, myself on paper, I've not got any skills. I've never studio coordinated before. So you look at my CV and you think on paper, nah, nah, because I've not done X, Y, and Z. But I think, yeah, I'd be more than capable of, of, of doing that, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but somebody that looks like me on paper, a CV would be chucked to the side because it would look like you were not adequate enough to do that job. So I think somehow, what am I trying to say here, Ricky? Trying to bring in people somehow, some way to do jobs that, that do do what we do in order to improve the overall quality. Um, mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think for group fitness instructors as a as a population, they're there's maybe not the opportunity to upskill in like a, a business management sense. Yes. How um, would you transition from an instructor who has got so much experience? Yeah. That, you know, we see these things, mics mm -hmm. not working, equipment failing. Uh, members complaining in terms of retention of current members, launches, so many clubs that are missing massive opportunities to get yeah. new members in, retain current members because they, they, they don't launch. They don't even yeah. know about it, you know? You know I've, How I've, do you... I've been the GM before and I could use an example of, I could have, say, say your CV lands on my table and you've got all yeah. group exercise classes and you can do yeah. all of that and you're fantastic at them. And then I could get another CV that lands and it's somebody who might have a level two qualification, um, but they've been a manager before. So I'm looking at these two Vs, yeah. manager of budgets, a manager of spreadsheets, um, you know, P&L sheets, um, just process. APIs. Yeah. So I can look at those two and I can go, right, the safe option is to go with my admin person because yeah. I know they will manage a budget. I know they will do a PL. Now the classes might not be that great. The experience might not be that great because that's not their skill set. Or I can yeah. go with somebody with your CV and it's like, you know what? 
a timetable is going to be banging. It's going to be over budget. <laughs> the launch is going to be brilliant. It's going to cost me a fortune, and I'm going to have to spend a lot of time possibly educating you in systems and processes of the building. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say all of this isn't just unique to the, the fitness industry, but I definitely think there is room in the fitness industry for group fitness professionals. Do you have some sort of, you know, upskill? In the, whether that's in-house stuff in gyms that they're already teaching it because this this is what grinds my gears a lot of the time is if you're a group fitness instructor you're a freelancer you're not invited yeah. to a lot of staff training and upskills yeah so is there an argument he said we should be brought along to that maybe maybe at a cost of our own maybe even at a cost of ours if we were invited and given the opportunity i know yeah. for one i would more than happily pay for that if that meant opening more doors for myself yeah absolutely yeah, i think that's a good that, argument i think yeah. that that's a good i think that's a good idea yeah and that, and that quote you um by kylie it's actually from brenny brown it's brenny brown yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. So um, I'll use myself as an example. I obviously put a lot of content out in social media about the instructors and the industry and all that. And I've, I've been privileged to a few emails and conversations and calls with upwards of, say, instructors, if I can just use that term. And that, that's my response to them. It's like, you're not doing this anymore. You're not teaching classes anymore. So I, I, don't, I don't really care what you have to say. I say mm. we're, get, we're getting our asses kicked here for X, yeah. Y, and Z reasons. You know, unless you're in it, I don't care. And that's it's actually the same attitude I adopt when I'm teaching a class. I said, unless you're here rocking the same class as me or somewhere mm -hmm. else, I, I don't really care what you think. You know, I, I appreciate that you've taken the time, blah, blah, blah. But I'll yeah. just do my thing. Um, yeah. And I think if it's anyone, Brandy Brown's company podcast quite a bit. Her content's fantastic. And Lindsay actually literally told me this morning that she's just about to launch her own podcast. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there's Lindsay coming in now. There's Lindsay. Hi. Hello, Lindsay. <laughs> is it your birth? Is it is it a birthday today? No, yes. yesterday. Yeah, it's today is Lindsay's birthday. Today? Yes. Happy birthday, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, listen, I won't, uh, I won't keep you. Uh, this is really, really weird because this podcast is going to go out in about two weeks and we're just wishing Lindsay happy birthday now. So people might listen to this and think it's Lindsay's birthday at the time of listening. So it is. Yeah, please send Lindsay uh, birthday messages. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> 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 uh, so tell us i um, always ask people about books any good books you've been reading recently um i'm in terms of books do you know i always tend to delve back to the secret mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily one to get your teeth into but just in terms of if things are feeling a little bit lolly a little bit dippy um, that's one of my, I, I always hold on to that, like my Bible yeah. is the secret. And that's just obviously the law of attraction. Yep. Yeah. Again, it's come up a few times on different podcasts. It's a good book. I, I think it of it as one of the, it's a good, if you want to get into stuff, point. Yeah. Self-development yeah. or yeah. finding yeah, out yeah, about yeah. yourself. That's a good one. Definitely to start with because it's quite, it's quite general. Yeah. <laughs> You could get a lot out of it, or you could just get yep. one thing out of it. Um, so it's yep. a good one to start with. That definitely then starts to open lots of doors to lots more books on that kind of bit more specific. But yeah, a good starting point. Yeah. 
uh, items under a hundred pound. Have you bought anything recently under a hundred pound that have brought you great value? What has brought me great value? I've got to say the Lesnar's hit trainers. I'm sorry, Ricky, but they're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, but, but, but they are. They've got a nice bit of cushioning in them. So if you're a jumper, I mean, for me, for jumping, I, I like a bit of cushioning in there for the knees. Mm -hmm. I've got wide feet. They're nice and wide. Look, I'm not going to chuck more salt in the wound, but those hit trainers, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. I just, I, for people listening, I don't have them. I, I don't have them. So I, I don't mind telling people this. I know people get, like, get on the hit train. You know, as Les Mills trainers, we are contracted by Reebok and we get a certain amount of Reebok allocation. Some people call it being sponsored. Some people call it, you know, Freebok and all the rest of it. You know, haters going to hate and all that. I have not been sent these trainers. And it seems like I'm the only person on the UK trainer team who has not been sent these trainers. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. Anyone from Reebok, anyone from Les Mills listening, I don't particularly like the look of them. Like, they're not really my style. But the point remains, <laughs> I don't have my stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you will be. What else? It's not an item as such. It's a ticket. Does oh. that count? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm going to say yes. It's my podcast. I make up the rules as I go along. So, yeah. Um, so, yearly, I go to an event called, there's lots of different fitness events out there which I think as an instructor going to different fitness events from Les Mills, tribal gatherings, to freestyle stuff is absolutely mm -hmm. priceless actually. Yeah. Um, in terms of seeing what's out there, what's new from expos, like your body power type stuff, mm -hmm. but actual, actual classes and teaching. I think you can never stop learning from different presenters from yes. international presenters, presenters here. Um, new and wild and weird wonderful wacky stuff that's out there um i think that it's absolutely invaluable going to these events um so mm -hmm. for me at the end of the month i am going to ifs which is international fitness showcase mm -hmm. i think it'll be about that seven for eight year that i've got on 29 pound is what the early bird tickets are for that uh, that's a well, brilliant well, I, can i talk am i thinking about the wrong one ifs is that the barcelona one no. Well, there is one in Barcelona I've been to, though. There was more than one company that used IFS. This one is particularly yeah. International Fitness Showcase. And that's in Blackpool. Right, okay. At the Winter Gardens. I, I'm totally with you now. Because the one I'm thinking of yeah? is IF Summit, International Fitness Summit. That's the Barcelona uh, one I'm okay. thinking of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I just refer to what you've described as the Blackpool Convention. The Blackpool Convention yes, that's for the Northerners. And down <laughs> south here, it's called IFS. <laughs> You're so London. You're so London. <laughs> Everything's that's the Blackpool an Ackerman. one. Yeah. Oh, I've, done the, I've done the Blackpool Convention a long, long time ago. I uh, totally agree with what you said. Fantastic. I don't tire of that one. You know, there's fitness fiestas, there's three nesses, and you kind of think, oh, you know, I've kind of seen that now. They're, they're great. But, but for me, IFS, if you can get there, if it's not too late, what did, what did did you say it is? It's the end of the month. Um, so it's like the 26th, is it? To the I'm looking at you as if you've got a, a diary in front of you. I've, maybe, I've got a, a calendar, calendar in front of me, yeah. 20 of March, do you mean? 
of March. What's the end yeah. of the month? 26th is the Thursday. Yeah, so it's from the Thursday to the Sunday. So Correct. you've got from club size to Let's Mills did used to go. They're not there this year. Yeah. But from club size to uh, the actual spinners are <laughs> um, aerial hoop. You've got freestyle step, freestyle dance. You've got abs, core, bounce, all do sorts reckon, of stuff. I, do you reckon it would be okay if I got my module on the last weekend of March covered so as I could go to the IFS? I I think Les Mills would feel about that. Imagine, imagine that on social media. <laughs> I will not be doing that for anyone listening. I will I will be in attendance of that module. It is a just so everybody knows it's CX Works. It's I want to say London, but it's not written on the calendar on the wall here. So uh, I want to say London. I'm pretty certain it's London. Might not be. <laughs> um. Do you know what I always say about this? I've posted this a couple of times on social media. Is I think we, we as Les Mills instructors, we, we can become quite kind of tunnel vision. And mm -hmm. like if it's, if it's not a Les Mills event, I am not going. So I remember the first time I went to a fitness event, or sorry, a fitness fiesta. And I remember I just had all these group exercise classes like vomited on me. And I was like, whoa, what is going on? It was absolutely <laughs> insane. It was sensational. Um, at the same point, I think there's not enough fitness professionals. Sorry. There's too many fitness professionals only do fitness events and we're not broadening out. We're not going to like a social media event or a marketing event or just general networking events because we're like, we just teach group fitness classes. We don't look at the soft skills enough. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because what, what you've just described, the, the IFS, the Blackpool Convention, it's essentially a networking event because you're going to go yeah. there and you're going to network with, yes, other fitness professionals, but you never know where that can lead. You never know. This is the reason why I started a podcast because mm -hmm. of the networking event I was at. Okay. And that's, that's the very reason. So it's a prime example. And I think just generally as fitness professionals, especially group fitness professionals, it's very easy to stay in your lane and yes. not have a, have a look in the fast lane, have a look in the slow lane. So I think that's, I love that you've said that, you know, here's two Les Mills trainers and we just spoke about the International Fitness Convention. I haven't spoken about Tribal Gathering or Les Mills Lives or anything, we're speaking about that. But I so will say... Much, we're going to get in so much trouble. Tribal Gathering as well. Oh yeah, that one, yeah, that one. That was your first Tribal Gathering? Yes, people want to know about this. Yeah, so you... You come onto the team twenty boot camp in twenty eighteen, and you did your first tribal gatherings last year. What was that like? Yeah. So anyone that um, it, yeah, it was brilliant. It was it was. I think when you're new to something, I think one of the biggest things is oh, being the new person. Mm -hmm. That new person thing in anything you do from going to school, changing school, changing jobs, new onto the, the Les Mills UK presenting team, being the new person just doesn't feel that nice. Yeah. Um, and there's always this fear you're going to be to that person, on, you know, who she kind of thing. I have to say, um, amongst you guys, the support was, was really, really lovely. Um, that was really, really nice. I am dyslexic and I'm also dyspraxic. So anyone that knows me, I'm an absolute calamity Jane. 
Um, so I think that kind of made me feel like a bit of a deer in headlights in terms of rehearsal and having to change after every single track for both, um, both pumps. Whose idea is that? Uh, that was Denise and Jordan, wasn't it? Thanks, Denise and Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually threw me where I was standing on stage more than anything else. But again, it comes back to that thing of to stand on this stage with a group of supportive people and look out to all these people in front of you and think, man, these people have traveled here from up and down the country. Look at this one thing that all brings us together. Mm. Pump, attack. So, to, you know, all the different programs, but it's just, I think that's pretty amazing to have stood yes. and to have watched mm -hmm. and to taken that all in. I feel very grateful that I got the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. That was good. It was Tribal Gather in London, obviously. I kind of almost forgot there that 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 was your first one. I thought, had you done one beforehand? Just was to get that no. right. Yeah, so no. that was your first one, yeah. What a, what a good one to do for the first time. Yeah, it was wicked. Mm. Such brilliant atmosphere in, in that room, isn't it? Yeah. It is amazing, isn't it? All these people that are just moving together. Yeah. Deadlifts, dead rows, clean presses, bars. It's weird. It's brilliant. Like, it's, it's, it's all of those. Um, you know, I've obviously, I've been doing it for a while now, but. I was going to say this earlier in the podcast, but it kind of didn't feel right, is every time I do a quarterly workshop, so I'm doing quarterly workshops this weekend um, on the, the 1st of March I'm talking about, and I'll, I always have that moment in track one in the warm-up where I'll look around the room and I'll just think, I, I will think, it's a very internal one, and it's a very, because I remember the moment when I knew I wanted to become a trainer, and I still mm -hmm. have the thought, I'm making this really long. I have taught track or body pump 113 a few times now. And I know this Sunday, I will have that moment in track one where I'll just look at people. I'll be like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm teaching these instructors who are then going to teach this to their members. So it feels like my first time all over again, because I might've taught it a couple of times to my members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now these guys are getting it for the first time. And I will always have that little what's self-awareness i'm checking myself i'm like this is actually happening right now yeah. we've been prepping for days we've been prepping for weeks months whatever it's been and then all of a sudden you know it might be on the big stage <clears throat> excuse me like we had at twickenham mm -hmm. or i could turn up i don't i've never been to the club that i'm going to on sunday so i could turn up and there could be 15 people there for all i know at this point mm -hmm. and it's still just that seeing like it's kind of this weird strange exercise the music it's it's keep fit aerobics with weights that we call body pump and we're all just kind of doing it we're doing it at two two to a deadlift and it's kind of like it's it's weird right like correct, correct me if i'm wrong jump in here before i say something <laughs> stupid it is that little bit of <laughs> you wouldn't get it unless you're in it i know what you mean <laughs> you are this 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 star of this ripple effect yeah that's big weight, isn't it? Yeah. 
on your shoulders. Some people call it a ripple effect. I like I make it waves. I drop. Some people throw pebbles to get ripples. I like to throw stones to get waves. You make tsunamis. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes it's a hand grenade to just throw it in, see what happens. <laughs> uh, Ricky, I feel like you're a bad influencer. Yeah, yeah. That's the wave effect. <laughs> Depends how it catches you. <laughs> um, so big question just to finish or it can be a big question it can be a really, really small question it could literally be what are you having for dinner tonight so it is what is next for you i am um, i'm considering <laughs> i'm considering going back to university okay what to do physiotherapy mm-hmm. makes sense to slot that um, in between teaching. Just, I'm um, very, very aware of longevity. It's all very well and good, you know, being in your early 30s, teaching 20 classes a week. But when you're in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, can I, I still it. be teaching that level of five groups a week? But like, no. Yeah. So just in terms of longevity, um, I considered just doing sports, sports uh, massage course. You can do that in six weeks. But actually, I kind of thought, oh, three years is long. Do I want to go back and do that again? But you know, and you think, well, actually, in the grand scheme of life, life expectancy getting higher and higher, retirement age getting higher and higher, yeah. what's, what's three years? Yeah, go and do it. Yeah. Go and do it. I think, I think university, you know, this is one of the few qualifications that I actually give some weight to. In yes. terms of there's so many jobs you don't actually need a qualification for this like being a doctor you do being a lawyer you do being a physio yes please go and get the actual qualifications yeah but we actually live in an age where you could go and do three years of physiotherapy and any university with the networking ability you already have and the contacts you already have that could lead to so many different things where it would yeah. be so much more than just coming out of there and trying to get a job on the NHS yeah. as a rehab yeah. physio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I would say yeah, that's uh, definitely an opportunity. Go and do it. And, you know, if anybody wants a group fitness instructor, I think yeah. I provide a real valuable skill set. Anybody listening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. any of the, the high-profile Hollywood directors out there, so you want a mutant X-man, <laughs> who um, <laughs> can also teach group fitness classes, can sing and dance. Um, I can't sing. Oh, can you not sing? Can you mime? Uh, yeah. Yeah, none of them can sing anyway. So, yeah, she can mime really, really well. Um, Especially the lyrics to the, to the uh, Body Pump Lunge track in 113. Oh, I haven't got that for you. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, I've loved chatting to you. Uh, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, so you can get me on Instagram. I am at Bronte Simone. <laughs> Another name to the names. Oh, okay. Um, hold on, hold on. I've introduced you as Bronte Norman Tarrell, and you've just said you're somebody else. Hold on. Like, what's what's going on here? It, are these stage names, or are you are you running away from the police or something, or like what's going on? <laughs> Does this suggest I need to sort my marketing out? Uh, no, I just need to sort my head out for now. <laughs> I am <laughs> Bronte. Simone's my middle name. Bronte okay. Simone. 
Grande Simone, Norman Terrell. Like, was I an experiment of some child's, let's give her as many names and see how she gets on in life experiment? Maybe you're already an X-Man. X-Man, X-Men. You're, you are an X-Men. I don't know how to say that. You are a X-Men. You are an X-Men. You're, 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 you're an X-Men. Yeah. You are. You are we are already an X-Men. Your, your mutant superpower is multiple names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a long way of me saying I will put your Instagram tag, whatever it is, in the show notes. Bronte Simone, cool. I will put in the show notes. Uh, Bronte Simone, Norman Tyrell, I have loved having you on the Ricky Long podcast. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening. All the links are in the show notes of this. Please connect. Please send your love. Please send your feedback. And I'll catch you on the next episode. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.